Blog Talk Radio.
We are live, and I hope you guys are ready for a great show, um, because I am. So now we got a full show, a packed show, as always. And so I hope you guys got your popcorn ready. I hope you got your friends and called all your people and let them know what's going on, because we are about to get into the show. Uh, so tonight we got a, um, we're going to be joined by, of course, our wonderful co-host. Um, tonight we also got our good friend, Miss Maddie Whitfield, talking about her new book. That That's pretty good. Um, so we're excited about that. We got, let's see, we got Passion Talk with the Fire Starter. We got some music. And what else we got? Of course, we got um, Scoop Nation, the Scoop Nation Hot Topic. So I hope you guys are ready. And, of course, always, anytime you have a question or a comment, give us a call. We want to hear from you. We always want to hear from you guys. So give us a call. Our call-in number is 929, which I messed up earlier, but don't don't judge me, 929-477-2304, and then press the number one and let us know you got a question or a comment. So, again, it's 929-477-2304, press the number one. So before we get into the show, let me say what's up to my people. I ain't talked to him all. Well, I have talked to him all week, but anyway. Um, so let me say what's up to my good people, Miss. Uh, who we gonna do first? I feel like singing first. <clears throat> so of course, <laughs> from um, <laughs> uh, CEO of Kirby Kitten Clothing, uh, Miss Kelly Johnson. What's up, Kel? Miss Kirby. Let me see if I can do it. Kirby Kitten. <laughs> You, you, hey, you like that? You threw my you like head that? off of that, bro. Yeah. You, 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 you see, I put the little scoop in there tonight for you, Kel. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's beautiful. How you doing today? I am doing well. Already tired. It's just, what, Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Already tired. Yeah, I'm pressing on. Pressing on this evening. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to get it together. We got a long week ahead of us, and you can't even be tired on no Tuesday now. Yeah, I know. Get it together though. I'm getting it together. It's <laughs> way too early. Way too early for you to be tired. That's all good. We're gonna get through this show tonight, and we get. We definitely got to get you. Uh, hyped up because I need we gonna need you for hot topic here in a little in a little while. So I will be hyped. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool, cool. And of course, I got we got tonight with us. Of course, our uh, favorite hair and skin care product dealer, uh, CEO of Elegance <laughs> by Design, Miss <laughs> Miss Kayla Willis. What's up, Q? Hey, hey, everybody. What's up, live? What's up, family? How y'all this evening? I am well. I am good. I'm glad to be sitting still. I was just telling, I was chatting with you guys earlier. I was telling you I've never fried chicken and eaten as fast as I did this evening. <laughs> like, it was real in the middle. <laughs> made it happen. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. I write, look, Man. I've been writing paper. I was writing paper, so I understand. That's cool, cool, I'm, cool. All right, well, y'all, we, go ahead, what'd you say? I said, Mama needed to eat. <laughs> it was going to be a whole right. situation if I didn't eat. <laughs> right. 
What's up, mm-hmm. Lucy? What's up, everybody who's watching us via Facebook Live? So whether you're in the Scoop Nation or whether you're on one of our uh, Facebook Live feeds, as you guys always know, <coughs> if you're listening to us on Facebook Live, whichever feed you're on, put your questions and comments on there as well, and make sure y'all hit that those share buttons so you can share uh, you can share as well. But put your um, put your questions and comments. We'll definitely uh, re- try to read them on the show, and then also if you unless you want to call in, you can always call in. Um, or like I said, and then also make sure you hit that share button. So we're gonna get that. Let's go ahead and jump into this news. We got a lot to go, and I'm gonna actually try to be on. We're gonna actually try to be on time tonight. All right, y'all. That's our goal. Be on time. Not on CP time. We're gonna be on time. All right. So let's go jump into the news. Real quick. First story up this Sunday. Um, Super Bowl. Super Bowl was up. So there was a story um, written at CNN. CNN talked about um, how the Super Bowl ratings were down this year. Uh, first of all, if you did not see, um, the Philadelphia Eagles beat um, the New England Patriots. Um, they said that this year's ratings, uh, 103.4 million people watched uh, on NBC, which was 10% down uh, from previous year, which made this, uh, which was the, this was the lowest, Rated, excuse me, the lowest watched Super Bowl since 2009. Um, so very interesting. Um, they also talked about how um, this was also from a digital viewership. Um, it brought in 2.02 million viewers per minute, um, which makes this the most live stream Super Bowl. So it looks like there were more people who were um, watching on some type of digital, you know, live stream as opposed to um, in the past. So it's very interesting. Um, did you guys, did you ladies watch the game first of all before we get into this? Did we, did we watch the game? Did you watch the game? <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. You watch the halftime show. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So, so I'm gonna give you my analysis real quick of the game, real quick, and then I'm gonna again, I'm gonna be on time. But my analysis of the game, pretty decent game. Um, I haven't watched much football all year. You guys not participated in the in the the blackout, but I watched this game. Um, halftime show, Justin Timberlake. Y'all know I said it last week. I was actually pretty pissed. I wanted Justin Timberlake. I figured that if Justin Timberlake was going to be on this one, then the least thing he could have done, done was brought out Janet Jackson. You guys don't remember Justin was um, not allowed back with Janet when the whole you know thing happened. So, um, but no Janet. But he did do a tribute to Prince during it. Uh, I think it was a decent show, and that's all I get. I give it. But I will say, also say that if you watched it, you saw some pretty interesting commercials. Watching the commercials for the night, I thought it was like a We Are the World theme of the night, which, and the low point to me of the commercials was, I don't know if you all ladies saw this, but uh, Dodge actually did a commercial where they put Dr. King, I have a dream speech, you tried to marry that with selling Dodge trucks. It was really bad. There was a lot of commercials like that, like We Are The World-esque commercials. So I just thought it was pretty weird. The commercials all night I thought were pretty bad, except for one. Um, but So what were your thoughts on the game? What were your thoughts if you saw it on the halftime show on the commercials? Y'all didn't watch it. <laughs> 
The halftime show was good. I watched the halftime show. I watched probably a couple of commercials. Um, but yeah, not. <laughs> I don't have to. Oh, I watched Kevin Hart. Um, yeah, Kevin yeah. Hart was Kevin Hart. Pretty messed up. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that was my that's my analysis of the game. Uh, kudos to Philadelphia. I understand this is their first Super Bowl, so round of applause for that. What you think? That's all I have. Um, I actually I did watch the game. Um and I enjoyed the game. I don't think it was like a super like, oh my god, this is just the best football game I've ever watched in my life. But I do think it was a good game for what football you know, for, for what it is. Um, and especially since I didn't have really a dog in this fight and I hadn't watched all year, I don't really have much to compare it to. Um, but I thought it was an okay game. I was glad that the Eagles won, um, just because they were under underdog and it seemed like they, they fought for it. So I was here for that. Um, as far as the halftime show is concerned, I did not like the fact that I could not hear Justin like I wanted to hear Justin, um, with him just recently releasing an album, although I know it's not really wise to do a lot of songs from your new album, I would have liked to get a better feel for that as opposed to, you know, a throwback to all of the stuff from way back when. Yeah. I don't really know how I feel about Justin right now, just to be completely 100 with you. Um, I, before I learned more about like, about stuff, I am a, I love Justin's music. Um, I, I love his music. But as far mm-hmm. as the politics and all that other stuff that have come out since I don't know really how I feel about Justin the man, but it was it was a hard watch for me because I couldn't hear him and I kind of wanted more. I don't really know if I would have expected Janet or if that would have done much for me, just to be completely honest with you. Um, it's been so long, and he has he's had so much time to make that right, even if not on the Super Bowl stage. I don't think that I don't think it would have moved me one way or the other, just to be honest with you. And the the commercials could have been so much more for. For how much money they spend and the bar that has been set in the past, like we have watched some commercials that have had us like leaning over rolling and we still talk about them. Yeah. So yeah. I just I, from a from a branding perspective, from a this is like the advertising Super Bowl, like I expected more. I think we kind of phoned yeah. it in this year. It was bad. I mean, I, 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 it was bad. The only one, the only like I said, out of all the commercials. I, I get, you know, where the country is, and I appreciate a lot of the efforts. I even understand from a branding perspective why some companies did it. I just thought it was – they were all for the – with the exception, the only one I liked, the Alexa commercial was good, was funny. That was funny. Um, but that's it. The rest of them, I was like, this is, these are pretty bad. Um, you know, it was pretty bad. So, all right, let me jump to the next story because we only got a few more minutes. So, next story, so – I don't know if you all saw, but last week while we were on, actually, on the radio, um, President Trump did his first um, State of the Union. But there's a, there was a, uh, he did a, a report, uh, he did a story, not a story, but basically Donald Trump says that he thinks that not clapping for him during the State of the Union should be, well, he didn't say it. Somebody else said it. He thought that it showed that the Democrats didn't love America and that it should be criminal 
and they said, should it be treason? And he responded, it should be treason. So you can interpret that as, as he thinks it's treason, or you can interpret that as he was responding to whatever the person said. Either way, the story is that President Trump thinks that, that not clapping for him during um, the State of the Union should be treason. When, as we know it, as we watch, every time you watch the State of the Union, the opposing side typically does not stand up for, you know, for the, for the president. So I just think this is just really interesting, once again, how, like, it's like this, you know, some of the weird stuff that says, it's like, man, like, come on, like, treason? Like, I thought that was just a stretch to say that. What do you all thought about that? What's your thought about that, Kill? Um, I think Trump calls every everything is treason if it's not to his liking. Um, he's like a big kid. Of course, he would say something like this. Um, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, he's worried about the petty stuff. He can't help it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think that I don't think that's in the category of treason, but. No, it's it's not. Yeah. It has no, it's not even close to treason by definition. <laughs> right, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. It's not. We'll we'll let him do him. I let Trump do yeah. do Trump. <laughs> Teresa says everything he says is treason. It's practically treason at this point. Like even being there, right? That's <laughs> why. <laughs> That's what you think? What, what you think? Is that is that treason when they don't stand up? No, man, it's madness. And to be honest with you, they, no, it's not treason. And I watched one of the many montages that CNN is so famous for doing of Trump and all of his stuff. And then, because <laughs> you know they're infamous for those. And then they played previous president, all of Obama's State of the Union, to the point where people were even yelling out, like, yeah. you liars, like that during Obama. Yeah. And way, yeah. way back when Clinton did his State of the Union back in the 90s, where, you know, the, the while he was being impeached, the year he was, you know, going through that process, they fell silent and literally sat there. Like, this is not a new thing. It's not a, a specific Trump-hater thing. So it just proves further how narcissistic and just small-minded this man is. Like, who gives a damn if they clapped or not? Like, can we talk about how, you know, all of this other stuff is not coming to fruition or how you kind of fudged on some of the quotes that you expected us to be so excited about, how you touted us as the poster people, as far, you know, when, when you own the black vote and the Mexican, and, I mean, in the unemployment, like, bruh, like, we're just, yeah. you know, Throw it away, you know. Yeah, but no, it's not. Yeah. It's not true. I'm a. It's interesting. I, and, I, and I'm gonna move on, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this before I move on. I actually, you know, went back and looked at it, and you know, because I said last week that I would be interested to see how much he actually, you know, lied. I didn't do any research or look at anything like that, but when I listened to the, actually listened to the whole speech, now, you know, I, I said it. I think he, he stretched the truth just about as much as everybody else, and I was like, eh. Okay, yeah, that's what we do. We stress the tr- we stress the truth, and so you know that's what he did. But it is what it is. So, um, cool. All right, last last story, and then we're gonna move on um, to our interview. So the last thing is um, Deborah Lee. 
Deborah Lee, um, for those who don't know, Deborah Lee, CEO of BET, is stepping down. Um, actually, step down. This has, I didn't even know this. This has January made it as of January one. Um, but for those mm-hmm. who don't know, Deborah Lee again, was the CEO of BET. Um, she officially stepped down um, and is no longer in charge. Um, she's been at the helm of BET for, for over twenty for twenty years. Um, and says that she thinks that now with the direct new direction of the company, that she that it's better for her to step down. Uh, she's being replaced um, by. Um, so for those who don't know, several years ago, BET of course was bought by sold to Viacom by Bob Johnson, and Bob Johnson left. That's when she she took over. Um, so so it's being taken over by my story's taken along the load, but. The guy who's taken over for her was the VP of facilities and operations, I believe it was. Uh, and so um, he's been there for since I think 97 is what it says. And so it should be a very interesting transition to see what um, they happen. One of the things that they cite as his um, big things was he was the main person that worked with Tyler Perry to get the deal to have him to start doing some of his shows on BET, so they thought that was a huge win and what probably propelled him to um, what propelled him to it. So, yeah. So, very interesting. Very interesting. So, yeah. Fair. What do you all think? What do you all think about that? Um, I don't know. I guess I really don't have a big, that big of an opinion. I mean, we're used to seeing Deborah Lee um, come out and greet us, but Hello, Mr. Mills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, um, I mean, I love BT. I love it, but yeah, I don't think we're that. Well, I'm not that. You know, that that much into it. So I don't. I don't really know. You know how? What's the? Is there is a drastic change, or you know, wow. we're not operate uh, oh, okay. doing the day to day operations. So. Yeah, I'm going to pass that on to Q. Q, what are your thoughts? <laughs> um, I, I wonder for a while, and it's funny because just this past week is they uh, previewed uh, some of their new programming for the season. I know they brought some of their original programming back um, from last mm-hmm. season. And I've seen people um, posting about how different BET is and not necessarily mm-hmm. in the positive. And I really wonder if that is due to us aging out of what BET is supposed to be because the people, the, the programming is, and it's weird because it's kind of in a middle ground. Like they're trying to reach us, but they don't want to lose the younger crowd. So it's really not hitting exactly where it's supposed to. So, you know, I, I wonder if she really realized that either herself or the people that came in with her were kind of missing the mark as far as the numbers are concerned. Because, you know, there's a few shows that I, I really dug. I can't pull the name of it off the top of my head, but the show about the college um, with yeah. uh, Nick, that's my show. Like, and I've got some catching up to do. But then you, on the flip of that, you have Rebel that had the show with the leading black actress and Method Man, and I wasn't really here for that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they, it was kind of slow for me and really forced. So while that could be them getting their feet wet and really trying to 
be original and, and give us what we want, I wonder how much of that, because we are giving that insight to the background of BET, how much of that was under her, was her direction and how much of that, how much of that will he adjust to, to accommodate the, the viewership? Because when it really comes down to it, we're buying cable. Like we're still paying for our services when it comes to our demographics. So it's not really mm-hmm. smart to grow your, you know, to, to create content that does not appeal to the people who are actually paying and watching and have the time to be there, you know, but I I, I don't know. This is one I, I'll watch. I think I'll, I'll pay attention to this because, you know, I'm here for, I like BT. It, it hasn't completely been one that I hide on my guy just yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but I, my, my live said it ain't that BT ain't been hitting since video so. Man, yeah, and I'm gonna tell you, listen. Uh, if they got rid of, yeah, if they got rid of one of the, if they got rid of AJ and Free, I, I, I can't fool. I haven't fooled yeah. them since AJ and Free. So. Uh, yeah. And then what See, was, like what was the midnight, was it midnight soul or midnight love or what was that? Ooh, what was that? Yes, midnight love. Was it midnight love? Yeah. What was that? What was it? What was the guy's name that hosted it? Donnie Simpson. Uh, yeah. Was that Donnie? Was that, when they got rid of Donnie Simpson and Midnight Love, I, I stopped fooling with yeah. him. I, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I, watched, I, I picked it back up when the game was on a little bit, but after that, like I couldn't fool with. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do we'll it. Miss you, Beverly. Yeah, we'll I think, and, I, and I, well, the, the reason I wanted to pick that, show, I, I wanted to say that is because. Um, this is Black History Month, and for those who don't know, she actually is uh, a pioneer in this in this industry, and so mm-hmm. we definitely need to celebrate um, and appreciate everything that Deborah Lee has done. So uh, I definitely wanted to honor her um, for 20 years at BET. So yeah, video yeah. soul. Thank you, Will. Will video soul. Yeah, Donnie. Donnie. Listen, I'm gonna tell y'all something. Then we gonna go to this song. I got into so much trouble with Donnie. And video soul, and I'm just going to do that because just in case my mama actually see this, because that was on during the Langston days. And so, you know, when video soul came on, right after video soul came on, that's when D. Chappelle came on right after it. Mm-hmm. So it took you all the way to about 1 o'clock in the anyway. And that was before, it wasn't on the premiere night. But anyway, we're going to go to this song and we're going to do it before I get in trouble. Sorry, mama. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Anyway, um, so. (laughs) 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 So this first song we're going to do is All I Need uh, is by Queen Leah. And after this, we're going to get to our interview with Miss Maddie Whitfield about her new book right after this on uh, the Scoop Radio Show. We'll be right back.
Um, for those of Go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself for those who may not have uh, been around for the first time that you were here so we can get all caught up before we get into this book this evening. Okay, no problem. Hello, everybody. My name is Maddie Zarina Whitfield, and I am a femininity coach. I teach the art of feminine communication, and I work with high-powered women, beautiful, independent women to get out of their own way of love and fall in love with themselves and the men around them. All right. All right. She is a feminine coach like that. I love it. Work Femininity. 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 Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get into it because, like I stated, the title of your book um, says so much because it's, I have a feeling that there's so much more to just these simple words here. Elevate your voice, local goddess's guide to captivate his heart. Um, tell us what your motivation for this book was, and, and let's just dig into it. Tell us about your journey with this okay. book. Okay. Well, um, the journey actually was personal and with some clients. So this first book is the one, book number one of a series, and I wanted to break it down because, you know, as Women, we get busy. So one of the things that comes up is, oh, I don't have time to read that. So I broke it down in smaller books, and this is number one. And the entire the entire purpose of the book is to capture how we communicate, mm-hmm. non-verbally, verbally, and through our body language, and just to bring awareness to how that communication can be sabotaging your love life. And not just, like a lot of people, when they read the title, Mogul Goddess's Guide to Captivating His Heart, well, there's a little sneak twist in there because one of the first things to captivate his heart is you have to captivate your own. Mm. That's Amen. where the goddess comes in. So this is just the beginning of the book uh, or the beginning of the series that I'm actually, another book actually comes, part two comes out next month. So that's going to be on how to speak and words that we use because we've become so frivolous with our words that we don't even pay attention to them anymore. And we just speak things that we don't even really want in our lives. So I'm just breaking it down into small bites for people. That way they can digest it. We can work together and just get it going. I'm with you. I love that. So what? Let, let, let's jump in because listen, you got me all. I'm all in preach mode now. I'm lifting my hands. <laughs> I don't wave my hands. So let's let's get it. So let let tell tell us what, what how we how y'all get to the heart. Come on, I'm trying to. I'm trying. I need somebody to get to my heart. Well, I can't give you. I can't give you the book. I can't, I can't give you the book. You got to get the book. But one of the things that I do when you ask me what is my motivation for the book, one of the things that I've been blessed by is I spend, for some reason, ever since I was young, even to my adult ages, men have always been very comfortable talking to me. And not just in a, you know, a personal way, but about their ladies, about their wives, about their sisters. So I hear a lot of the male complaints and a lot of the Mm -hmm. things that men like and some of the simple things that us as women miss that we would never even know. And it's coming from a male's perspective because, you know, as a woman, we tend to think we know everything. 
We got this. We know how to do this. But this book comes from a male's perspective, and it was like, okay, well, I know that men have tried to teach. You know, we have a lot of male amazing men that tell women how to, you know, get this man, how to be, how to do this, how to be respectful, how to do. But I break it down from a female's perspective in the language that we speak. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know I've heard some people say, well, how can you tell people how to deal with a man? You're not a man. I'm not, but I do listen very well. Mm-hmm. And I'm a woman, and I do speak femininity very well. So in that, when you put all of that together, I think that's a magnificent, miraculous combination. So Okay, I'm I have a go, go ahead, Kim. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kim. <laughs> okay, so um, for our viewers and, and listeners, what can you uh, give us a definition of what you mean by femininity? Sure. So in our society, we um, – Okay, so I'll give you back in the day. Back in the day, the woman stayed at home. She cooked, she cleaned, she did all of the things, quote, unquote, a woman was supposed to do. So we came out with the feminist age, and we came out with the a woman can do everything that a man can do, which is true. We can't. But the only thing that that does is it put us in a masculine energy place. So a woman has to go to work and turn on her masculine energy and be able to compete with the men, and she brings down her emotional feminine energy. And when she goes home, she's expected to turn that back on. And some women are so far gone from it, they don't even know what it is. They don't even know what the essence of femininity of to be a woman, to be soft, to be loving, to be nurturing, those things that we were blessed with from the very beginning. They really come natural to us, but this world has pushed it away and told us, oh, you're emotional. Oh, you shouldn't be like that. What, I shouldn't be a woman? That's what we are. We're women. And it became shameful almost. It became a weakness. Vulnerability, you're vulnerable. How dare you be like that? Well, I'm a woman. I'm supposed to be like that. And I had a personal experience where I had a man tell me, you're too emotional. You're not logical enough. I've okay. Heard that too. So my goal, you've heard that too? Uh-huh. Yeah. So my goal in the relationship was to become more logical. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I became more logical. I put on my masculine energy and I did everything logically instead of from a heart space. And that put me at a space where other men received me almost like a man. Yep. Because I'm masculine. They forget that's the, the energy I'm giving too. off. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was saying that they forget that the soft part is still there. Even, you know, when you, it's hard to find that happy place that makes everyone exactly. comfortable. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why you have so many relationships that are bumping heads with each other because you can't have two masculine energies in a heterosexual relationship. Yeah. You need a masculine energy and you need a feminine energy. So my goal is to bring back the femininity so that that woman is comfortable and she's confident in her femininity. And you can still be a powerhouse in your workplace. You can still accomplish all the success that you desire to have from a place of love versus a place of illogical, emotional, I mean, logical, masculine, I'm a man, I can do it, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. Be powerful in your femininity. Amen. 
got a question for okay. you from our from our, our live feed. Um, the question is, what do you think of uh, Leslie Jones saying that she's doing all this work on herself for nothing and feel like she would die alone? What advice would um, would you give her? Okay, so this is my disclaimer. I don't get to watch a lot of TV. Or, okay, like, so I don't really Jones, know who Leslie Jones is. Leslie Jones is the sister that's on SNL. Um, she did Ghostbusters. Um, and she posted on Instagram. Oh, comedian. Okay, okay. okay. The comedian. Yeah, she's yeah. losing all the yeah. weight and stuff. And then the best shape of her life is she still thinks she's going to be single and, and whatnot. Well, first of all, you get what you think. Mm. That's first. So if you think you're going to die alone, then you very well probably are going to die alone. That's just what you're putting out there. So first of all, you want to change that. That's the second vowel. That's the second book. you got to start capturing what you're really speaking, what you're really thinking, what you're really putting emotions towards. That's first. And secondly, um, looks are important, but they are not the end all for men. You have some beautiful women out here who are ugly. Mm. And men wouldn't touch from with a ten foot pole. And you have some women out here who are quote unquote not the status quo of what beauty is supposed to be or the size that beauty is supposed to be. And they have some of the most loving relationships. So she can the fixing herself and all of that stuff externally, I think Internally, we would have to work on that and what type of energy, what type of femininity she's giving out, what's her communication, what type of vibe she's giving out. That's the things that we need to work on to make sure that she attracts the man that she desires, mm-hmm. including the words that she's been got in her mouth. Okay. That's I our starter. Let's start. Kelsey, you got a question? Hmm? Oh, don't like you. I thought I didn't want to talk over anybody. So I have a question. In the the scoop, period, we've got 4,700 members in this group, and we have tons of conversations surrounding uh, relationships, how we communicate with each other, and and it's an understanding that overall we miss each other as far as um, make closing the gap and really understanding where the other is coming from. So from our perspective as admin and host of this show, as well as men and women, we often struggle with how to best, uh, best align these kinds of conversations. So if there were any, like, nuggets, not necessarily for the three of us as hosts, but for all us as we go back and forth and have our conversations, what is a good rule that you like to tell people that you, or specifically women, because we're the majority for the most part, what are some, like, three tools that you give us that have, that help better um, communicate with each other when we're not able to partake in the other senses, the physical, you know, our physical, our physicalities and making sure that what we're meaning is getting across. Is, can, does that make sense? Because I, I know I said a Absolutely. lot right there. I was feeling Absolutely. Out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so uh, I would go with number one being we need to listen. 
people don't listen. They listen mm-hmm. to respond. They're mm-hmm. just listening enough. I'm going to let you finish because I got all of this to say to you, and I'm going to get my point across. That's not listening. Mm-hmm. Listening with a completely free mind to really try to hear what that other person said. And then another step to take it even further, after they finish, it's real simple. What I heard you say was this. Say mm-hmm. it back to them. Tell them how you heard it, because you could have very well heard it differently than what they said. So before you jump to, not you, but before they jump to conclusions on what that person said, what I heard you say was this. I just want to be clear. Is this what you said? Is this what you meant? Mm-hmm. That right there will put clarity in conversations with women, because we real quick to come back. We got to get a good snap back. We coming mm-hmm. for you. And you ain't always got to come for your man. Sometimes he just needs you to hear him. Secondly, you don't always have to have a response. Sometimes he just want to talk. Or sometimes he don't want to talk. Leave him alone. Know when to speak. Mm -hmm. Choose your battles. Sometimes everything ain't meant to say right then and there. There may be another time. That That probably needs to go on ice for a little while. You can choose your battle. You can win the argument, but then where does that leave you? Right. What space are you all in now? Mm-hmm. But you won the argument, though. But <clears throat> now what? So you got listening. You got choosing your battles. Actually hearing that. Well, actually hearing that person when you listen. Choosing your battles. And speaking in love. A lot of times we don't speak in love. We don't process what we say before we say it. Mm. Meaning that if you actually took the time to say, how would these words land on that other person? Like, how would they really land? Because, you know, we grew up with the sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. That's a lie. It's a huge lie. Words do hurt, and most people don't forget them. Yep. So if that person is truly someone you love or truly someone you're thinking about loving, then what you say to them is very important. And that's not just your your lover. That's your children. That's the people around you. What you say to them in that moment matters. So be slow to speak. For real. And evaluate. When I say this, what could be the possibilities of what they're going to say? Or how are they going to hear me? And actually ask them, too. Did you understand what I said? Can you tell me what I just said to you? Because yeah. they may very well hear you wrong, and they just going to turn off because me and shut down. He just going to shut down. He done with it. And you mm-hmm. didn't even mean it like that. You wasn't saying that. You were saying something totally different. But the way it came out in your words is how he heard it, and now you all have a mountain from a mohio. Yeah. Those would be my three. Yeah. Yep. Did I do good, Winfred? I'm going to start taking it down. I'm going to take it down. You did good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think the most beautiful thing that women have is communication. 
and us as people that we have is communication. You have our, um, because of our education has went so far, people have the master degrees, double master degrees, PhDs, and all of this wonderful stuff of this book education. And one of the things that they lost is the value of words. There's true, true value in what we speak to each other. A piece of paper doesn't make you, I mean, it just, it doesn't really make you better than anybody else. It just means you went to school longer and you actually put forth some more effort. But the relationship, it really has nothing to do with your relationship. It's a sheet of paper. No offense to anyone. I went to school too. But in choosing your love life, we have a lot of high-powered women who have these beautiful degrees, and even some of the men, but they're lonely. That sheet of paper don't keep you warm at night. You have to learn to talk effectively in love to the people you love around you or the people you want to have around you. And that's something that's a tough spot for a lot of women. And I think that touches back on what you mentioned earlier when we first came on, Regarding um, how we have to push that back, you know, we get so focused, mm-hmm. it's hard to bring that that part back to the forefront. <clears throat> yes, and then some people don't even know, because our mothers didn't know. Because yep. a lot of us, mm-hmm. our mothers were the beginning of the feminist generation, so they were the "I don't need you, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do." So that's how we grew up. Yeah. I don't need you. That's the first thing. Mama said to Daddy, I don't need you. So, hey, we don't need him either. We can do this. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? If I can, no, that was my household. If I can jump in right there, I'm going to jump in because you said something, uh, Miss Maddie, um, about, you know, I don't need you. So with the infamous independence movement going on like I have I've never heard so many arguments about the word being about being independent as I did last year um so what are your thoughts on you know women saying that they're independent do you think that's another um barrier or obstacle absolutely that um is in the way absolutely (laughs) absolutely Like that, you know, the song that come on when you out, that I-N-D-E, that one. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't rock mm-hmm. to it. I don't sing it. No, ma'am. That is not me. Mm-hmm. One of the beautiful things that people don't realize in the value of words, independent is so low. It's mm-hmm. alone. You're saying I'm alone. I'm solo. Okay, well, if you solo, then you deserve to be. Solo. <laughs> what I teach my ladies is don't don't worry about being independent. Yes, be able to provide for yourself. Yes, be able to do everything that you want to do for yourself. But when you come to a relationship, you need to learn to be interdependent. It's time for you two to get together on some stuff. If you're just going to be independent, then you deserve to be by yourself. Two independent people, he independent, you independent. Okay, so now you're together, so let's be interdependent. We're going to enter into this together. We're going to work together. And the first word that come out of our mouths when something small happens, if you really like one of the things that I love, if you really don't want to leave him, if you really don't want him to go, don't say it. 
because you're mad. Mm-hmm. Don't say it. Don't say I don't need you. Don't say okay. you can go if you don't really okay. mean it. Mm-hmm. I learned that lesson the hard way. Don't say leave. it because they, they will leave. Yes, they will. That's what you said. They will leave. And then you come back, women come back with the, well, you supposed to fight for me. Huh? You said leave. You told me to leave. You didn't want me. Preach. You told me to leave. It's hard to come back from. Nobody wants to hear they're not wanted. And then, oh, but I do. Yep. Oh, oh, I do. That, that's a yo-yo no one's heart signs up for. So, yeah. Yep. yep. And even right. when they do come back, male or female, is still there. That hurt, that bruise yep. is still there because you said it. So now in their minds, you will leave me anytime. Yeah. You will walk away from me. You ain't really in this. But then now men ain't dependent. And what makes it even worse mm-hmm. is then now you, you, you pricked our male ego and our pride. And yes. now you're expecting us to be, you're expecting us to be humble in a moment when mm-hmm. it's very difficult to be home. Um, yeah. To be humble because now you've rejected You've rejected us And so yep. once you reject us and tell us it's time to leave Then Yeah we should, we probably if you're married Should um, be humble but that's, Most of us can't do that Yep And the strongest man doesn't Handle rejection well The strongest mm-hmm. woman doesn't handle rejection well mm-hmm. No matter how It looks on the outside It tears mm-hmm. the inside it's mm-hmm. a cut. Yep. And the cut is stitched. Ooh. It's not, it can't be completely closed back together. It's there. Okay. Yep. So, no, I don't believe right. in the whole independent movement. <laughs> I think it's wonderful that people are self sufficient and they can do their own thing. Right. I think that's right. great. But there's nothing to rub in somebody else's face. That's not what it's for. Mm. Yeah. And you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to be alone. No, not All right, at all. We're going we're gonna to let you go. Before we let you go, I need you to do me a favor one more time because that went by real quick. First of all, let our listeners know where they can um, get your book. First of your best selling, your best selling book. Where can they pick it up? Well, I am the Amazon bestseller. You can go on to Amazon. My name is Maddie Zarina Whitfield, and it's called Elevate Your Voice, Mogul Goddess's Guide to Elevate, I mean, to Capture His Heart. And that's series number one. Number two will be out the end of this month, beginning of March, and that's on mzwhitfield.com. Com. And I'm going to be dropping four books for you ladies, minimum this year, because we're going to get this communication together. All right. All right. Thank you all open. for having me again. I truly enjoy you all. You, you have a great show. Thank you. We appreciate you. And everybody who's listening, I'm going to put – uh, the link to the book on the live feed as well. So if anybody wants to check that out, um, you can do that as well. It's a good book. I definitely um, recommend it. So. Yeah. Oh, and I can actually say this. Um, I am going on a tour. I have brunches 
coming up. Well, I'll actually be teaching this live, and oh. we ladies will be um, having brunches. So you can check out the website. I'm going to list the dates and the tour dates by the beginning of March. So if you're on there, let me know your city, and maybe we can get enough people there, and I'll come there. Oh. All right, thank you. All right, thanks for coming. And then, guys, make sure you all follow her on social media. If you don't, it's Maddie Verena Whitfield. I just, again, posted the link on the live feed um, so you can check her out. Perfect. Bye bye. All right, bye. See ya. All right, y'all. This next song. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Keith. I just kept going. She didn't get me worked up, man. (laughs) <laughs> you are right. All right, so thank you, Ms. Maddie, for joining us this evening. Our next song of the night is one of our favorites. It's Chris Brown by Detroit Kill B.
Yes, I dropped off the call, so <laughs> that's too hard to Chris Brown, I guess. Uh, He's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're back. So next uh, is uh, our next segment, which is Hot Topic. And uh, tonight, Hot Topic is brought to you by Kirby Kitten Clothing, where, where self-reflection is perfection. Um, and we are servicing women who wants to show off their curves in all sizes. So. Let's get into this question. Um, the question is, and it was asked by yours truly, if you have a crush on on someone and then you hear that they are um, in the streets being a quote-unquote whore, um, mm-hmm. would your feelings change? If the people are saying that your crush is calling, would your feelings change? That is the question of the evening. That is our sizzling hot topic. Um, hmm. Who should I go to first? Um, <laughs> so, to you, what, what, what's your take on it? If you had a crush, and we know you've been married forever, but if you had a crush and you found out that they were not a, you know, they're not wholesome, as wholesome as you thought. Are you heard they're not as wholesome as you thought? Well, how would you handle it? Would, it, would your feelings change? Um, I would probably, no, no, probably. I would need to take into account who I was hearing that from, and depending upon if I wanted to be serious, if I wanted more than fun, um, which knowing me, I would. I don't really get the whole dating just to be doing something, but that's me. Um. I would want to. I would ask questions. For me, I'm inquiring. If, but that's a crush. Wait, no, it's a crush. You know, know what I mean? I probably would bow out when it came to a crush because if that's already, if I didn't like know you, um, and it was one one of those from afar type things, I'd probably be cool on it because if this at 34 years old, if I'm crushing it, and that's why I don't have time to. I don't. I don't feel like that. So the whole idea of having to live that down and have to keep talking about that over and over and over again, I probably would just leave them as eye candy and keep it pushing. If it was somebody that I knew, had made contact with, and had some interactions with, it would be something that I would dig on. I'd want to know. I'd ask questions. Like, I know you to me fronting or beating around the bush about something. I'm just going to come out and ask you, like, what's up with with the streets are talking. Let's you and I talk so we can get an understanding because for the most part I don't really care. Um, if I know you, how the world knows you doesn't really bother me much. But if I don't know you and I'm just looking at you, knowing who I am, I'm not going to go out of my way to be the one that proves the rest of the folks wrong. Like, that's not my mission. That's not my ministry in life. So for those reasons, I probably be out. <laughs> like, I just know me better than that. <laughs> okay. So you would you would you would basically go to your crush if you knew him. 
if you didn't know them, your feelings would change, and you wouldn't and you wouldn't be there for them anymore. He's cute, but he couldn't be my man, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, what about you? What about you, Wilfred? What do you think about about that? If you have a crush on someone, then um, you found out they're hoeing out here in the streets. So, given my history of crushes, um, <laughs> in prepar- let me say this: in preparation for this question, I thought about who my my most recent crushes have been, and the okay. conclusion that I have come to. <laughs> Is that I am crushing on the wrong people. Every woman who I have had a crush on in the past couple of years, as soon as I get a crush on them, they get married or they're already married. Or I find out, you know, and, and it's like I think that I am like the good luck charm for people who want to get married. So if I crush on you, then that means real soon you're going to get married. So with that being said, if I had a crush on somebody and I found and I heard that the first thing I would do is, of course, I would investigate because I have had rumors said about me that were completely false and that were completely on um, unbiased or, like, had nothing to do with who I am. I've had, no, let's be honest, I've had rumors that I was this person in this scenario. And it wasn't true. And so I would want to know, you know, I'd have to do some some diving to find out where it came from, over what period of time this happened that they're referring to. I'd also like to know. um, Wait, wait, wait. Did you say, did you say what period of time? What period of time? Yeah, like, I mean, for example, like, if we're 40 and this is something that, something that happened in college, and, okay. You I know, like, yeah, uh, you know, that doesn't carry any weight with me. That's what I mean. But what period? Mm-hmm. You know, if this happened, like, if you had this this right after you got divorced, you know, I think you know I had a really bad breakup. Then I would take that in consideration because again, I think most people after a really bad breakup or after a really bad divorce have a have a moment. You know, they have their mm-hmm. their season, and so I, yeah. I would I would have to weigh that. Um, but then, you know, again, like I said, I want to see who they are now. I get to know them, and I make my decision from there because, again, you know, for the most part, we all have a past. We all so, yeah. have a past. So I give them a chance. I'm that's just me. I give I give them a chance. I'm not living. I'm not. I'm a faithful crusher. So if I crush mm-hmm. on you, just because I hear maybe one, two, fourteen rumors. I'm not gonna necessarily leave. I didn't leave. I didn't stop crushing on Chrisette Michelle when she sang for Donald Trump. I thought she was crazy you for a minute, but you I didn't. That was that was a <laughs> okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna, I gave up on Yeah. I'm gonna read uh <laughs> from my live and then I'm gonna get my pictures. Then we're gonna go to the post. Um RQ, get your people if you have some people that you know, your live uh, people. So <laughs> this comment says the crush in question has got to be the unluckiest person on earth if a more if more than one person has seen them in whole mode. Unless all those that have awarded the whole tag to said crush were in the same place to witness the whole wisdom. 
And so, uh, okay. My opinion on on the whole situation is honestly, I don't think my feelings for the Chris would would change because in a way, I guess I'm kind of like Winfrey. I'm a faithful um, crusher. I mean, I have y'all know I got several celebrity baby daddies that I've been having for years. So yes, I'm a very faithful crusher myself. Um, but I will put it in my little mental file cabinet back in the back drawer. So if I start seeing some, you know, uh, condom wrappers all over the place or <laughs> I see too many uh, people coming that to him, you know, on Facebook, you got about three or four women that's, you know, shooting daggers on your page. You know, all of that's going to go in the middle But that ain't fair. That's not fair, though, Kelly. Come on now. Okay, but we already that's know not... women keep a roller desk. I don't know why this is a problem. Yeah, no, because y'all, because, because you know, there's also a group of women who get out there and do that on purpose, just so they can pretend like publicly, like y'all in a relationship when it's when they nothing there, nothing there. I mean, I get that. So if I got that's, that's why I put it to me, that's why I put it in the rubber desk, and I didn't, you know, go left. If we put it in the rubber desk, that means we're gonna be calm right now. But if you give us uh, something to go off of later on down the road. We gonna bring it back up. But see, to me, man, as much as I love you and I want to let that ride, I, I can't let that ride because the people will hear that and let that really let that be the reason. There are women. <laughs> there are women who absolutely will target and make it their life mission to cause mess in certain men's lives. But okay, okay, but what about the women then? Right, but as a woman watching that, that speaks to the level of control you have over your situation. If you if, if, if you allow on a regular basis women to literally take over your post and, and, and create drama and for folks to sit back and popcorn and, and share and screenshot and chit-chat about on your page, that is never <laughs> going to make any woman feel comfortable about approaching you or being the one that's going to make all the random bitches go away. Like that's in 2018, who wants to sign up to be referee to the random bitches on your page? So get that under so control. All right. so let me, so let me, okay, wait a minute. Hold on, time out. So wait a minute. So you mean <laughs> to tell me? Wait, hold on. So you mean to tell me that when that I'm supposed to be able to control, I'm supposed to be able to control what random people who I don't know have to say. Or are you referring to people who I know? Got to go. You ain't ministering to everybody. Everybody ain't listening to the scoop. Everybody ain't buying shirts. And everybody ain't downloading Nouveau Exposure. If you got the same couple of pics, nobody is there. We want them there for you know, right. I'm, not about that. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about this in general. I'm not talking about people. Like that. If it's the same person, then block them. I'm not referring to that. You win. You're right. Right. You're right. That's not, not what I'm referring this, to that. This is another live comment uh, for one of our, our faithful listeners. Ms. Keisha says, OMG, who are the whole police? People, and then she has like multi, multi-racial police on her talk. But anyway, people need to stay in their lane. The biggest cheerleaders probably have the most skeletons in their closet. So I'm taking that as 
Don't even tell me if my crush is home. But I mean, I just say, I'm just saying, take it with a grain of salt. Put it in the back in the archives. Then if some other clues come up, so man, this is for y'all too. Man, this is for y'all too. If you know you got something going on, just get rid of it. If it don't come up again, we're not gonna think about it. Yeah. That's why I go in the in the roller deck. But if you if you let other stuff happen then that authorizes us to pull the drawers out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm just so okay, so let's see. Uh, from the post, uh, someone says, I'd like to say that they wouldn't, saying that the feelings wouldn't change, but I know that they would, and that's sad because I know personally how people will lie on you. Hashtag only human, hashtag drugs. Um, another person says, what he does before me ain't my business, but once you're with me, dot, dot, dot. Uh, let's see. Let me, let me read, let me get one from a man. Another man. So, uh, Mr. Jason Polk says, if you are crushing, yeah, it's going to change your feelings. I mean, if she is out there hoeing and let other guys hit it with no commitment, then you are only going to want to do the same. So, yeah, most people are saying, you know what? I'm not gonna say most. I think it's it, probably more people said that their feelings would change than not. But there's a few people that should either, you know, find out for yourself, uh, be open minded and see what, you know, what's happened. But you know, see what's gonna happen. But a lot of people said that they would just bounce. I don't know. I don't think I would just let my crush go off of hearsay. But um, yeah, it's going in the middle of it. Y'all had a, any other comments? On the live. No, I just want to clarify. Let me uh, just clarify. I just need to clarify. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead and clarify. <laughs> Get your clarification out. I just right. want to clarify. <laughs> I'm just going to clarify that I'm not saying that you don't do anything about it. I'm merely saying that when you get to a certain a certain place, that you can't control what random people who you don't know do. I'm saying that I wouldn't waste my time worrying about that. Now, people who are consistent, of course, then you want to get rid mm-hmm. of them because that's not that's just not a good look. So I want to let me say that. I don't want nobody in my inbox. I clean that up. Amen. Praise <laughs> God. I don't see this. Oh my God. He said no. That's not what I said. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm cute. Yeah, I come clarify. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, clarify that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving him. I ain't giving him no slack on the line because he's trying. He's trying to pass real nice. My line is basically they're they're pretty much agreeing with what we said that um, Oklahoma. Well. Oklahoma City is little, so it depends on what side of town he's on, is what Ebony said. Um, regarding Trump, and I can kind of, I like way to agree with that, because that, that says a lot. Um, uh, as far as the drama that happens on the pages, um, a lot of people are saying they just watch um, <laughs> Deputy, uh, Ebony, I still can't get over Scarlet. That's what I was laughing at earlier when she called the whole Scarlet. That took me out. Um, some people were saying, 
um, that they lots of agreements. Um, but I think for the most part, people are saying that um, you know you have to you do have to figure out what's going on, but you also have to pay attention to the perception of other people. Um, and what's going on around? So while we're just talking about a crush, okay, it's cool. Crush is cool, but I think it's I think it's kind of unrealistic to assume that you have the golden ticket to all of a sudden unlock sense in somebody. <laughs> I think that's really kind of that's really kind of unrealistic to think that you got whatever it is the golden whatever that's going to impart loyalty sense. You know, decorum, tact, all of the things that whatever, whatever are your check marks. You know, and if it's giving you pause from the jump, I think it's kind of it's it's naive to say, oh, the people, the people just don't want them to be great. Like the people do not yeah. have it out for anybody for you. Like don't. So you know, I think you got to fix it. We had a response to one. We had a response to one of the comments about the, um, you know, if you hear if one of the men said if you hear about a woman being, uh, being a hoe, or whatever, then you're gonna treat her like that. So Keisha said, get her some hoe quill, and take one tablespoon each night. She'll be cured in a week or less. So, what? Uh, she said, get her some hoe quill. Derived from Nyquil, take a tablespoon each night, and she'll be cured in less in a week or less. So basically, she can't move forward with your <laughs> move forward with with her little whole problem, and just go ahead and get her some act right. But <laughs> we had another post um, talking about what because we were talking about crushes. It made me think about okay, initial meeting. So we had another post going on that said, "Are all do all men initially look at T and A?" And I hope everybody knows what T and A is. Uh, your humps and your and your trunk, your humps and your bumps. <laughs> is that what they look look at initially? So I want to start with Winfred on that one because since he's the only man. Um, um, no, I, on that post, I said no. I think for for me, I don't. I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at. First of all, I have to look at you. So I think you have, to me, you have to have an attractive face. Um, yeah, if, if you're not, if your face is not attractive to me, if I can't look at you, I don't enjoy looking at you. No, that you having a nice body is not gonna. I mean, it helps. Don't get me wrong, but no. I have to be able to look at you. I'm not y'all, – y'all know my thing. I'm not rolling over looking at looking next to my wife going, she has a nice body, and I'm not going to be going up, rolling over looking, talking about she, she has a wonderful spirit. No, I want her to be fine. <laughs> I want to roll over and be like, thank you. This is my – this is bone in my bone and flesh. I want, I want to be able to think my woman is fine which means I have to enjoy how she physically looks. I, you need to have an attractive face. I need to want to look at you, to like looking at you. To me, I think I have to think you're beautiful. Um, and other stuff is secondary. Yeah, after that, it comes secondary. Now, the problem is that only don't ever get me to look at you, but then you got to have some other stuff. If you don't have some other stuff, then you're not going to find only get you looked at. The rest of the stuff you gotta is well get you kept. 
Okay, so your answer is yes or no. Is the first thing I'm looking at is no. TNA? No. No. The first thing I'm not I'm looking at is TNA. No, it's not. And it looks like most of the men are saying it has to be something um, for the attraction, so it has to be something. A lot of men are agreeing that, yes, that's what, you know, that's what attracted them. Uh, but we have a few that said, you know, the same thing you said, that they have to have more more than that to keep your interest. Um, I don't know. I If I just had to go off of my instincts, I would say yes. <laughs> you, what would you say? <laughs> what do you think? Do you think um, they go off of that? Yeah, I don't think it's those two parts, but I think physical is the first thing that a man is attracted to. I think if you you have to have something else going on for you to draw him in if the looks are not getting it. So from across the room, Mm -hmm. he's looking for what you got going on on the outside. Um, now, if y'all are in mutual conversation or something like that, then, yeah, he might check up on you've got a witty personality or you're funny as hell when put in a crazy situation, and that's attractive now. But I think for men, they are visible primarily, and some aspects of your physical self is what they're looking at before they decide if it's even worth having a conversation with you. On average, every man, you know, every man's going to all of a sudden become that one odd man out that doesn't look for that. But, you know, right. I know, have a son of my own, a brother, a daddy, like I'm not stupid. And no, you know, I'm no man has married a woman for a brilliant personality. No, you know, that ain't necessarily what they're looking for. So, not a man with any sense or Say it again. I mean, what'd you say? I said not any man with any. I said not a man with any sense. No, I mean that's not. That's not the you know. And most again, those are things that can enhance you, or those are things that. But yeah, I mean, we are first. I don't. We should. We are first men and women. First, physically attracted to somebody. If they look something that's pleasing to us, then it's like, ooh, he's cute. She's cute. What else Mm -hmm. is there to? Oh, Winfrey, so I have a question for you from the live. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> William Charter says, so she can't look like Curtis Mayfield and have a nice body and a brilliant personality. No. <laughs> she, has be, she, has, <laughs> she has to have a pretty face. No. We call, we call, we call, we have a name for those. No. <laughs> What's the name? Mm-hmm. Those are called butterfaces. Oh, uh, is that what the butter face is? Somebody said that's, that's something I saw. Yeah, that's a butter face. What's everything butter looks face? nice. Everything looks nice on her, but her face. Better face. <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh, y'all are so mean. I mean, I didn't come up with it. I'm just saying. It's, I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Let, yeah, me, let, me, no. let me let me let me get somebody calling me a butter face. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm, no. You need you need to have you need to have more than just a nice body. 
Hey, well, I heard that if it ain't the beauty, it's the booty. So I don't know why people trip over looks anyway. It ain't. <laughs> if they ain't got it going on up up top, they probably got it going on on the bottom. So me, y'all gotta get out of that. Get out of the looks. But we hear you. <laughs> You Yeah, as much as I love to talk and, you know, long, deep conversations are one of my most favorite things in the world, you know, I want to look at them too. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think that's so out of the ordinary for that to be a true statement for men because I think we all do it. That I think men are more visual than women and will put up with more due to a pretty face than necessarily a woman will. Um, we, it's another body part that allows us to put up with more than others, more things than others. The face usually doesn't for y'all, but it's something else that doesn't for ladies. That's true. I'm not going to even lie. I ain't going to even lie. You are, you're not even lying. Listen, I've said, that, I've said that several times. Like, I had to ask myself one time, I said, man, and, and y'all, and I, said, I said, if she was ugly, would I deal with this? It was like, no. I wouldn't deal with this. No. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like I'm like I would have moved on with my life a long time ago if she was there. Like, but because she but because she fine but because she yeah. fine, listen, let me pray a little longer. Lord, please change her. Because she fine, Lord. She fine. But so yeah, I mean we, we do that. But at the same time at some point it's like, you know what? Nope, it's not gonna work. I don't care how how, how fine she is. It's not gonna work. I can I can see that because I say that too. I'm like I'm not gonna let no ugly dude play me. Like if you fine, if you sexy, if you Chris Brown, you probably get about two or three chances. You know what I mean? I'll take a little embarrassment. You probably get about two or three chances. But if you <laughs> if you if you ain't you know what I mean? If you if I feel like I'm the winner in a relationship, it's just it's not gonna happen. Like you. You gotta mind your P's and Q's, mind your P's and Q's, you know. Yeah, yeah. What it is? Yeah. I'll date, I'll date a, you know, a less attractive or not normally attractive person, but you're not supposed to blame me. Right. <laughs> you ain't gonna have me out here like that. <laughs> what? You ain't gonna have me out here acting a fool. You ain't going to be having people coming back, talking to me, talking about something. They saw you such and such place. So you better be on your mind your P's and Q's. If you know we got some challenges, you mind your P's and Q's and we all do it. Because you know that's the first thing you're going to say when you get bad, too. Mm-hmm. With your ugly. You are. Yep. <laughs> that's you the first thing. So I can't do it. Tony Jones. 
Let's go. Yay. Like, did you know that? Did you know that? Did not know that was a gospel song. 
blown. Like somebody dropped a mind blown picture in the th- in the feed because that's where we're at right now. Love that song. Okay. <clears throat> I am excited because we have gone a couple weeks without my boo, and I am super, super, super excited to welcome her back. Um, if you have been missing her as much as I have, you do not want to hear my long drawn out ode to our fire starter. <laughs> Just know that you are in for a treat because tonight we are talking about loss and how we have to wrap our brains around it and get comfortable with it. So. We have been given so much wisdom over these last few weeks. It is only right that we go ahead and put a button in this thing with our very own Miss Cicely Victoria, our fire starter. Welcome back to the show, sugar. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> hey, baby. Happy Tuesday to you. I'm Hello. Hello. I miss you, too, boo. I miss you, too. You know I do. You know I do. Kels and Winfred, I miss y'all too. We can't leave y'all feeling left out, okay? I know me and Q got a boo thing going on. It's all right, but you know I got number love for Kels and Winifred. Yes. Hey, Scoop Nation. Hey, Scoop Nation. Listen, first let me get um this out of the way. I have a disclaimer. Please forgive me tonight, you all, because... Um, the enemy is just not trying to let me be great, okay? My body is being challenged <laughs> with um, an immune deficiency, okay? So um, people passing off their germs or what have you to me at work and all kinds of foolishness going on. So if I kind of sound like Barry White tonight, that's why. Okay, because I'm just not feeling my best. So please excuse my kind of subdued, um, you know, posture tonight. I might not sound as fiery, but trust, we're going to turn up with the fire, okay? <laughs> Let me formally introduce myself. This is Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. My business street is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered and encourage confidence and communication. I'm a certified professional coach. I'm a counselor as well, you guys. I am the queen of empowerment, and I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire star. Welcome to Passion Talk, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Listen, you guys, we got a juicy one for you tonight, Scoop Nation, okay? I need you to get your pen and your paper. Listen, in the spirit of love month, right, that we are in, love month, I have to help to bring sobriety and awareness to our choices and our possible settlements at this time, okay? So cuffing season is still in full bloom and effect, as we know. <laughs> All right, and so and so we're going to talk. Um, if you didn't see the title, I have nothing, nothing, nothing if I don't have you. If I could sing well, I would sing it for you. Okay, shout out to Whitney. We miss you, baby. We love you. All right, so we're talking about dealing with the fear of loss, dealing with the fear of loss. Listen, let me give you a backdrop so you can um, help to relate, all right, and help to find yourself in my story. I come from a history of my life leading up to about 30 years old where I had an extreme fear of loss. 
Okay, it, it included losing things or people, circumstance, or any types of uh, different relationships. It included relationships with people, places, organizations, etc. I mean, some life transitions were simply really hard for me, and it caused me to be loyal to a fault. Uh, what my pastor calls is having lethal loyalties. And what are lethal loyalties, Firestarter? You know it's when it's killing you, but you are dedicated to keep climbing up the rough side of the mountain to keep it together, okay? Um, it had to. It had me to be with people I had no business being with, costing me more than I wanted to pay, and places I had no business staying, keep me longer than I needed to stay. Can I get a witness? Anybody ever been there, okay? I know at the time that this stemmed from the response to childhood trauma that involved neglect, abandonment, instability, and rejection. This showed up in two particular different ways for me, and it may help you to identify yourself too. So I want to share this to you. Also, I want to um, say this, you know, it's no shame to anyone. We've all had a journey, including uh, myself. So um, you need to be aware of your journey, embrace it, acknowledge it, honor it, and be kind to yourself in it. But we need to also learn and grow from it and take responsibility, okay? So one behavioral way um, fear of loss showed up for me is through self-sabotage, self-sabotage. What this looks like is that it's intentionally unraveling a situation that you have toxic emotions toward and thus fearing that one unknown day it is bound to let you down. So instead of waiting for the element of surprise, you cause preemptive destruction to the relationship before you get, quote, unquote, in too deep and create a dependency that makes you think you will always be able to count on that loyalty. So instead of dealing with the hurt of loss or letdown, one who fears loss will destroy the situation to control and protect their feelings. Self-sabotage is a pretty scary defense mechanism, yet it's very real. Okay, so um, if you identify with that, then pay attention and kind of, you know, just take awareness of yourself. The second behavioral way fear of loss may show up is when you don't do or say something intentionally that you know needs to be done or said because you fear losing them or it. It is a conscious and subconscious controlling, compromising mechanism that torments you, okay? And I want you to get this passion talk to liberate you, to free you, especially in the season of love, right, to be whole and to know that you're already one, you're already perfect, you have no reason to fear loss of anyone or anything that you have to compromise or sacrifice to hold on to. I'm going to say that again. I want you to know that you are already whole. You're already one. You're already perfect. You have no reason to fear loss of anyone or anything that you have to compromise or sacrifice to hold on to. This can help determine what kind of relationships you end up in, which ones you stay in, or which ones you don't get into or get into. Now, I want to highlight clear signs that you deal with fear of loss. I have three of them, okay? Clear signs that you deal with fear of loss. Number one, both for ladies and men, okay? This is not just a woman thing, okay? This is a men thing, too. Everyone has um, can be challenged with the fear of loss. <clears throat> ladies and men will be willing to be with someone, anyone, rather than being with no one at all. Number one, ladies and men will be willing to be with someone, anyone, 
rather than being with no one at all. The old folks used to say, baby, it's better to have a piece of man than no man at all, right? (laughs) I say lies. I say lies to that. Listen, I want to let you know, in my young adulthood, I could never, ever, ever imagine not being with someone in relationship to some degree. I had to have a boo. I had to have a fling. I had to have a side piece. I had to have something, et cetera. Okay, typically, this was not and will not be the best person for you to be with. But because those who fear loss are not willing to wait on the right things to come, they will settle and accept what is available or attractive at the moment. This is your cuffing buddy. This is your freak of the week, et cetera. Listen, back then I believed the lie that I had to be with someone, hear me, in order to be identified as a real woman, even Mm -hmm. though we all know that's not true. But that is a common misconception held by many men or women who still lack strong identity, and therefore they rely on relationship status to identify their worth. It is actually better to be with no one at all, I say to you, rather than allowing mess to traffic in and out of your life. I will say it again. It is actually better to be with no one at all rather than allowing mess to traffic in and out of your life. That's number one, clear sign that you deal with fear of loss. Number two, number two clear sign you deal with fear of loss is you have an eggshell syndrome. You have an eggshell syndrome. What is that? It's when you know good and doggone well someone is misusing you, abusing you, talking to you any kind of way. They're hateful, they're evil, they're bitter, they're ugly to you, and you are expected to be very careful in what you say to them, how you say it to them, because if you don't, it's going to be a problem. Okay? That's verbal, emotional, mental, physical, et cetera, types of abuse can manifest this way. This can be seen in a variety of relationships, including parental, professional, romantic, friendship, et cetera, spiritual, et cetera. This syndrome will cause you to be conditioned to see abuse as a normality, which inadvertently will allow you to increase your pain tolerance for it, and you will withdraw your courage to address the problem. And when you do that, that in turn becomes a turtle syndrome. Okay? Now, that was, that was weighty, okay? I want you to get that. Let me say it again. This syndrome will cause you to be conditioned to see abuse as a normality, which will inadvertently allow you to increase your pain tolerance for it. And then you will withdraw your courage to address the problem, and that results in what I call a turtle syndrome. You just go back in your shell. You just go in the shell. You just go in the shell. You just go in the shell to protect. You typically will acquire this syndrome initially through a parental figure or authority figure whom you love, as I did with my mother. And because you love them, you excuse the behavior of another because those who fear loss usually are prone to protect the behavior of their predator. So because you convince yourself that there is no way of escape but to just deal with it, you don't do what you should do, which is speak up and speak out. Okay? You need to speak up and speak out bit by bit, stronger and fuller, 
honoring your self-worth and your voice until you're no longer victimized or bullied by any oppressor. It takes loads of courage and commitment to process, but it can be done. I've done it, and you can do it too. The third trait, which is a clear sign that you have a fear of loss, is that you will you willfully avoid confronting things or people that no longer serve you or maybe never served you. Okay, the third clear sign you have a fear of loss is you willfully avoid confronting things or people that no longer served you or maybe never served you. You know you have outgrown the person or thing years ago or even from the onset, but you do, but you know how many people stay in dead-as-and-dead situations and scenarios because they fear loss and being alone. So they will compromise for the sake of companionship of a job, of an activity, of a person, of a habit, etc. It's not serving you when your language does not sound like that of the other party in regard to building, thriving, bringing increase into your life. Listen, a fulfilling relationship is one where there will be mutual exchange of life that deposits substance that will have long-lasting effects in your life. That is my definition of a fulfilling relationship. Physical and emotional strengths alone that a person carries or brings in a relationship are fleeting. They're fleeting. They are fickle, and they will fade. Listen, I always say this. A nut is a nut is a nut. Okay? I will say that again. I say a nut is a nut is a nut. You can get a nut pretty much from anybody, all right? But when you decide to keep someone in your life, it should be based upon your value system and the compliment that loyalty has to you, to to who you commit to be to your core. And you know you I'm not talking about the nuts that squirrels play with, okay, and eat, all right? Mm-hmm. We understand this. We're all grown, <laughs> okay? So listen, when you decide to keep someone in your life, it should be based on your value system and the compliment that loyalty, whatever you're loyal to, has to you to commit to be to your core. You guys, I stayed with losers for years throughout my life because I had no self-worth, no value system, no code of conduct, no validation, no boundaries. So I look for all of that in relationships that serve me no substance. So if this is your situation and you know that you have a fear of loss, in order to break this cycle, you have to be willing to risk it all. This is how you get out. You have to be willing to risk it all whenever it is called for. You never hold on to anything on the basis of fear because I promise you that it will be eventually taken from you anyway because your motive for having it is unhealthy. Let me say that again. You never hold on to anything on the basis of fear because I promise you it will eventually be taken away from you because your motive for having it is unhealthy. For the person that deals with this, it will be one of the hardest things that you will probably ever have to do in your life, but it's equally the most rewarding. I speak from experience. When I got whole enough to see that I did not have to settle for the crap that I entertained for so many years of my life, and I began to open up my mouth 
to say no, to say I'll pass, to say stop that, etc. My life changed for the better, and yours will too. This is our fashion talk for today. Give me your questions, comments, or concerns. Child, you just spoke my whole life. <laughs> like, different right. than usual, and I'm here for it. Like, mm. yeah. Just, wow. Yeah. The the lot, well, they agree with Sicily. They, I think they they agree with my sentiments, and most of them are saying, um, that's the word. The same thing. Like we we all are experiencing this in one way or the other. This is yes, yes. It's such a real thing. It's such a real thing. And listen, I want to say every to everyone in Scoop Nation, just for someone, just speaking from personal experience as to the journey that is taken to uh, walk through and walk out and continually walk out of the temptation thereof of the pool of uh, things that you know, go way back to yesteryear, right, that are probably still trying to speak and have voice in your current day. You just need, that's why the confrontation is so important, that you continue to confront, that you continue to be brutally honest, that you continue to be aware, and you continue to speak up and speak out, I think, as the... um, uh, Maddie was saying earlier um, as well in regard to her elevating your voice, right? This is so important because um, your voice is the most important voice in the world next to God that matters, that should matter in your life. It is the most important voice. And so you must train yourself in order to know how to use it, what to do with it, and to speak to things that are necessary. So... If there will be no more questions, comments, or concerns, listen, this is your girl, Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. Um, you've just been a part of Passion Talk where we just give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. I love you guys. Um, it's love month. I love all of you, all of you, all of you so much. But I want us to be healthy and love, right, and to not um, – choose toxic ways due to superficial holidays, yes, or superficial atmospheres that society creates for us. You are better than that. Um, You are bigger than that. You are more valuable than that. So make healthy choices and make them on purpose and make them with sobriety. Um, Until next time, stay in purpose, stay in power, stay in passion, and stay on fire. I love you. Love you. Yep. Thank you, Wynn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> everybody need a second to collectively woo some of my face. Yeah, that was, that was heavy. That was heavy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was and heavy. right on. That was heavy. Like right on. Yeah, that was heavy. Yeah. All good stuff. Kel, you, you got quiet over there. You okay? Oh, my computer tried to die on me, so. Uh-uh, okay. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were rocking back and forth. I was trying to save my computer's life. But, yeah, it was okay. it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was you good. You know, yeah, since we always dreams of ours. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we got a good show tonight. Man, who? let me. Like I said, everybody just kind of needs a second to, ooh, they kind of digest that. I'll make sure, guys, that um, I know on, on all of our feeds we try to put as many of the notes as possible. So um, I hope you got mm-hmm. that. If not, you can always go back to the feed and um, 
and listen to that again because that was it's a it's a whole lot. Listen, it's a whole lot of folks that need to get that message right there. Yeah, and I'm sure, and I'm sure at some point there's probably a point a part of that that all of us could go back and listen to um, mm. and re you know and reacclimate ourselves to as well. So good job, sister. Very good job. Um, so all right, guys. So we got about five minutes real quick. So we're gonna go ahead and get in our final our closing remarks. Uh, Kels, you are up first. Um, had a good time, like always. Want to send out a uh, shout out to my live feed. Thank you guys for rocking uh, with me tonight. Um, thank you to the wonderful hosts, my friends, my business partners, all that good stuff. My confidants. Want to say thank you to them, and like always, do something, be productive for the rest of this week. Um. Have a good one. You got anything coming up, Kim? Um, what do I have? Oh, save the date for my youth conference. If you guys don't remember from last year, the youth conference for little girls. We may add little guys this time. It hasn't been confirmed, but the date is April 21st. So mark your calendar for April 21st for that conference coming up. Um, we'll be supporting Back to My Roots on February 24th, uh, 5th. Um, there is an AIDS awareness, uh, Dotting Right. I don't know if you guys have heard of that organization, probably, that does all the AIDS awareness. They're having a fashion show February 24th, and Kirby Kitten will have some pieces in that. So that is our next immediate event. So, yeah, just keep out, keep an eye out for Kirby Kitten and uh, New World Exposure. Don't forget the magazine that you see is all promoting. I am an. Uh, what do you call it? Contributor, writer, You're financial right. calling. You're right. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Yeah. just uh, be productive, and I will see you guys next week. All right. Thank you. What's your, what you got? Um, I don't have an event or anything going on right now as far as the business is concerned. I'm um, so always go to com to order your all-natural um, products, I really want to, I guess my closing remark today would be to kind of piggyback on what Maddie was telling us as far as how we communicate. Um, that, I think what she gave us as far as our tips on how to do it better will be so clutch for us in how we communicate with each other, whether it be in the school, whether it be on your regular interactions, uh, romantic or platonic relationships, I think in the next week, if we just take a few moments to take a, a second to recognize how we go about saying things, I think we could learn so much about each other and about ourselves. So I challenge you within this next week to take a beat before responding, um, whether it's online or in face-to-face interactions, to further your communication with the folks that we say you love so much. So that's all. Love each other. <laughs> Have a good week. All right. You got anything coming up? We don't have any elegant by design stuff coming up? No, I'm supporting my sisters right now. Uh, there will be samples if you are a VIP ticket owner or ticket holder for the Back to My Roots Fashion Show. You will have a sample of uh, Elegant by Design product. And I will be contributing to the details for our kitty. All right, cool, cool. 
All right. Um, see, things I got to see what's up. Make sure, first of all, thanks to everybody that listened. Um, all of our live feeds are popping tonight, so we appreciate you guys. If y'all can really do us a favor and hit that share button um, on our live feed, hit the share button on the link to the show, um, the posts that talk about the, you know, that we post with the notes and stuff for the show. Share those that we really would appreciate if you guys do that, especially. And then give us feedback, too. Um, so we love the fact that you guys are telling us what you like and what you don't like. So please continue to do that. Um, tomorrow at 7 o'clock, Pastor Burns will be back um, with the Word on Wednesday. He's still in his series on the Book of Acts. So at 7 o'clock, right back here on uh, blogtalkradio.com, he's going to be um, doing that 30-minute Bible study with a question and answer period afterwards. Um, so tune in to that. As uh, Kel said, make sure you go to NouveauExposure.org um, to check out the new articles. Um, there's some great stuff on there for ladies. Also, if you are doing the February food challenge, we are in day six, fast food challenge. Um, so y'all know I don't want six, seven days without any fast food. Jesus, Lord, help me. Um, or restaurant food. But, again, we're trying to save money. So um, we're going to we're gonna try to go as long as we can. The panda is cooking. I made spaghetti yesterday. It was fire. But anyway, um, so I hope you guys continue to, to support that. Um, last but definitely not least, if you have not signed up to be on our email list, which gets you info, all of our information sent directly to your email, um, you need to do that right away. Um, so that way you can be on, um, so you can get all the show links, newborn exposure, all that comes directly to your email. Last but not least, we got some news coming up tomorrow about the masquerade ball. So please, uh, if you bought tickets, you've already talked to me. Uh, I've already talked to you, but we've got some news coming up tomorrow. So please be on the lookout for that um, as well. Other than that, um, had a great show. As always, again, thank you to everybody. Thank you to Maddie. Guys, go and buy her book. It is good. Um, off of Amazon.com. Sister uh, got a book. Y'all go buy her book. I got a book. Go buy my book. Kelly got a piece of shirt. Go buy Kelly's shirt and my <laughs> shirt and my program. Let's have a good night. The four of us. I appreciate you guys. Love you.